Welcome everyone to the Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is Sun. I'm a marketer and I teach storytelling. So today, first we have Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey, Sun. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, let's start with kind of where you're from and then what you do for work. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go into uh, your question. Great. Thank you. I am based in Toronto, Canada. And I am a coach. I care deeply about the people who are making a difference and positive change through the performing arts. And so I coach conductors, musicians, singers, and arts administrators through personal and professional barriers so that they can uh, energize their work and uplift others through musical experiences. Awesome. And what's your question? My question is, so I kind of fell into this niche 2023 is going to be my fourth year of coaching and being self-employed. In 2022, I started working in the performing arts again. And uh, so now after doing a year, I really want to zone in and focus with some more intention and strategy around the messaging. So my question is, what is the story that I share to connect my experience with this performing arts sector. So let's back up to four years ago. What, how did you, what's your background before that? So my background before that is in marketing communications in the performing arts. So I've worked in the symphony. I've worked with classical music radio. And then I spent seven years as an operations director for a creative studio doing 3D architectural drawings. And so, and and that was mainly focused in operations. So um, in that studio, I was really people focused. So this is kind of where that gap is it was a seven year period where I was out of the performing arts, but I was still working with artists, just with visual artists. And now that I'm coming back into the performing arts, it's kind of like my career's taking a full circle. So four years ago, the organization that I was part of uh, was doing some structural changes. And so it was an opportunity for me to leave because I was also at a point where I was like, okay, I need to move on to my next thing. And so I went into coaching because it was actually coaching that helped me find that clarity (laughs) and to figure out when um, kind of had that confidence to choose a new path and to try something different. I never actually was a performing artist professionally. I just did it for fun. Um, So I had very foundational training and I understand the world that they come from because of the training. And I also understand the world that they're in because I worked in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that's why I I keep thinking to bring in all these parts of my background and experience, but at the same time, I don't want to muddle the message, right? So that's why it's hard for me to pull it out. Because I I understand and we'll get there. I Mm -hmm. I think you got your side of the story down. (laughs) <laughs> the problem is how does it relate to the client like okay yeah. great story how are you how's that going to help me right yeah <laughs> I know. so i'm what i'm trying to figure out is what makes you different why can't so are you doing coaching on like like musical training or are you doing coaching more like career coaching and stuff like that it's more about uh it's not it's part of career coaching because it feeds into it, but it's like the person behind the performer. That's who I coach. I don't coach the technical part. 
Is it so? What um, is it? Is it like a life coaching or? Yeah, like life coaching. Okay, so why why should they hire you versus them versus any other life coach? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Right, and I think they should hire me because I understand. I because I understand their training. I understand the world that they're in, and I understand yeah. the challenges that are being that they're facing. Okay. Um, so let's tie it. Okay. So let's tie it. Uh, what I'm trying to figure out is this. Or if I look at all of my clients that I work with, they all have similar things that they struggle with. I mean, they all struggle with different stuff, but there's an underlying maybe same thing that they struggle with, or they all struggle with. It's, it's something that commonly these people, these type of people, performers or whatever, struggle with, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, number one, figure that out. And number two, What's one specific instance of that happening? Okay. For example. Okay. Give me your Should example. Me example? Huh? Give me your example. My example would be like, uh, let's see. I'm a, yeah, a simple one would be um, everybody thinks that like, you know, their budget is, let's say, $50,000 or something like that. They're going to spend $50,000 on the website. But what they don't realize is most websites, once you launch it, shortly afterwards, there's going to be a phase two. Because once you launch a website, there's some tweaks that needs to be made. And then uh, some sort of a phase two has to happen. And they don't account for the budget for that. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I what I have to what I have to do is I have to give a specific example of like oh yeah we did all of this and we launched it but once we launched it and they started doing the membership what they realize is that nobody wants to join this membership because they all want to stay in Facebook so on the second iteration we had to figure out how to integrate with Facebook so they can we can keep the community on Facebook but we would have never known that until we launched it and we started using it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Or so if I give like a specific example, then that client might be like, oh shit, I think I'm dealing with that too. <laughs> or ah, something I like see. that. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, so what's the thing that you're let's start from there. What's the thing that performers start struggle with the most? Two things are coming to mind. Um, one is resilience because it's a really hard field to be in. Um, you have to perform perfectly. Their performance schedules and rehearsals are really busy um, mm-hmm. and demanding. And then there's also practice time is really demanding. And then now with this new world, they also have to be presenting themselves uh, like they have to create personal brands too, right? So um, resilience in terms of having the energy to do all these things and to do them very well is one thing. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the other side of it is how uh, is the confidence to do it? in a way that is authentic. So I call myself an authenticity coach because I help them 
like the people that I work with have reached a certain level of technical excellence where they are, you know, they are booking gigs, they're working um, on main stages, they have built a name for themselves, they have accolades, but they're at this point where they're like, okay, how do I get my career, my life to the next level? And that is really about kind of how you help through Night Owl Nation is bringing in that unique storytelling part. Like what, so your technique, your excellence is the same as everyone else's, right? Like, yeah, you go to Juilliard. Yeah, you go to Manhattan so School. Exam- have yeah. the same. Give um, me an example. Oh, I, I, I have an example. As soon as you said that, I have an example that comes to my mind. Yeah. For me. But you have to give me your example. Okay. So my example would be you have two conductors who have gone through their um, schooling. They have bachelor's, master's, even doctorates of music. They have perform- They have a healthy list of who they have worked with in terms of orchestras. They have um, reached a level of, of the way they communicate musically that they've, they're starting to have a reputation and people, uh, or, uh, programmers are starting to trust them. They're getting hired by agents. Like they've gotten to a point where they've got street cred, right? Because of their excellence. And now they want to actually start communicating their musical ideas and what they see um, the future of classical music actually looking like. Because that's actually what takes you from a guest conductor to a musical director, someone who actually has a say in leading an organization and actually making more change because they there's more eyes on them, right? So see my fear of all whenever I'm giving an example, my fear is always like, am I getting too specific or am I still too vague? No. Like this is this as I'm talking, the thought You're is too big right in now. my head. Okay. Uh because yeah, you give very specific examples. Um, here's the thing, the the (laughs) underlying skeleton of the stories are always simple, right? And I always say, (laughs) this is what people do, right? When I tell people to write their story in three sentences before, before what happened, before the old you, until this happened, and then this is what I learned, right? Right. And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, but that's too simple, right? Yeah. But you're the... Can I tell you one of the challenges as a coach is that there is this um, confidentiality that I'm trying to uphold for my clients. And if I speak their story too specifically, am I, um, what's the word? Am I, you know, I mean, like, am I you, you can do it anonymously, no? <laughs> anonymously, but the stories are so specific that how could they remain anonymous, right? And I guess because I'm at this point in my career where I haven't worked with that many people. Um, like, if you were to tell a story about your, so you talk about your top three clients, Jay Shetty, Mel Robbins, and Gabby Bernstein. If you were to tell a very specific story about how you helped one of them, we might be able to figure out who it was, right? I guess that's that's no, kind of my Because fear. I can say this. I can say I had a client who wanted to start a membership. Oh, so okay. we um she she wanted even if i do say she like uh, and she wanted to invest up to sixty thousand dollars to build out this membership portal 
And then I told her that a year ago, we did that same exact project for this other famous person. And we launched it for six months and it died because everybody still wanted to use Facebook. So I told her to save her $60,000 and use Facebook. Right. You see how specific that was? Yeah, that is really and, specific. And, and what I say is, I just saved you $60,000 $60, in six months. That's what you're paying me for. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay, so can I try? Can I try? So I have this one client who thought that she needed to be more resilient. She was feeling really tired um, from all of the traveling, from, uh, uh, from the rehearsals, from studying music. And uh, she just felt like maybe the work wasn't cut out for her anymore because she was so far away from home because of the the nature of the work she has to fly to different places she's she couldn't handle the pressure every week um she felt like she couldn't handle the pressure yeah mm -hmm. and um and is that the reason why she came to you yes what's the number one reason why people come to you for uh it's confidence and the resilience it's t those two things are tied together they don't feel like they can they can get through yeah. the pressure but they're they not also, confident enough to yeah get through the pressure yeah and so um where was i she thought that she she needed to rest more maybe she wasn't um cut out for this work or maybe it's not the lifestyle she wanted to live and through our work together she realized that the pressure actually wasn't of managing the work the pressure was she was holding down parts of herself and so for example, give me an example of that. Yeah. Okay. So for example, she's like a very fiery personality who really wants okay. to, yeah, yeah. when she meets She somebody, wasn't letting she her personality yeah. in her work. She wants to really get to know people on a one-to-one -one basis. She's... Um, Do you think it's because in that role, are people expected to work, act a certain way? Yeah. In, in that role, absolutely. People are expected to kind of be a little bit cold, a little bit far, yeah. right? Like if you imagine um, a conductor, one so conductor on the podium. There's an archetype like, there. Yeah, there. with 60. But it's it's an old archetype and it's not actually serving uh, But it's not true, is well. what you're saying. It's not true, yeah. It's like this. It's like I can say this, right? There's an archetype for politicians, right? How a politician talks, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump just broke broke through every single one of those things. Right? He just broke through every archetype. He didn't talk like politicians, blah, blah, blah. but that didn't mean it didn't work, right? True. So a lot of times, that's what happens. Mm. We just say, "Oh, we're like that," just because. Oh, we're expected to behave like that because that's a, that's how well it's always been. Like, oh, you son, you have to do funnel, son, you have to do. You have to do sales page. You have to do a countdown. You have to do this. No, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it my way. You know? I actually really love that song because one of the biggest challenges in performing arts is that they, they kind of default right. to, well, that's how we've always done it. And that's on all three levels when it's like the performers on stage okay. to the people. So here's what I want you to do. Okay. Because we're running out of time. A, <laughs> and a lot of it is my fault because of the technical. A, so you need to figure out a specific story of a client who's struggling with that. They feel the pressure, 
not confident, all, all the imposter syndrome, all of that, right? That came to you. And then how, what you saw that they were doing, right? And then now go back in history to when you were uh, learning whatever, singing, or when you were working in the performing art, you know, industry, like looking at other people, what you, the common thing that you saw, right? And that common thing might be like what you said, like, oh, we, we just like always go to the status quo, right? Oh, this, this is how we do it because it's always been done that way. Or, or oh, this is how I'm supposed to act as a conductor. This is how I'm supposed to act as a pianist or whatever it is, right? Oh, I, I, as a classical pianist, I have to be like this, right? Mm -hmm. So try to come up with very specific example of something that happened with your client and something you saw back then in working in either in working in performing arts or you doing it yourself. Maybe you felt that imposter syndrome. Maybe you felt that uh, pressure, that, that confidence thing all yourself also. Mm -hmm. And then once you tie that, then if that becomes the, the selling point, right? Like, oh, hey, like I had one client who was like, wow. then people are going to be like, holy shit, that's exactly what I'm going through. Mm. And then you can say, and I knew how to help her because back in my days, <laughs> I've also felt that way. Or I've seen these other people who are also doing that. Right, mm -hmm. which is why I'm the best life coach. Like you can go to other life coaches who are who work with, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I just I understand performers and I understand their barriers and blah blah blah. That that's gonna be the skeleton of the story. Mm -hmm. But how specific you make it is actually gonna be the juicy part because the more specific mm -hmm. you make it, the more they're gonna be like, holy shit, right? So here, I'll give you an example. Most Asian women are very, they're conformist. So they try not to break the rule, okay? Yeah. They're like, my sister is a good at tushi, right? You know, my sister went to Juilliard. She's a pianist. She, oh, cool. She, she studied piano. So this is what my sister was telling me, that... <clears throat> 50% of the piano department in Juilliard are Asian women. They all look exactly the same. They, they talk exactly the same. They dress the same. Like all the conformists, Asian, like none of them stand out. When, and she said, when you're at that level, we're all practicing 10, 11, 12 hours a day. It, it's, it's a game of edges. There is no person who's really vastly better than anyone. Everybody's neck and neck. Everybody at that level, Everybody's just neck and neck. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's about who's going to, just like in pop music, it's, it's, it's about who's going to get the opportunity. And yeah. the one that stands out is going to get the opportunity. That's why you see that, I don't, I don't know pianist names, but that's why you see that guy, the, the, the white guy with the long blonde hair who plays piano like that. That's what people want to see. Not just another Asian girl who's like, you know what I mean? But yeah. if you are going to be the Asian girl who's, who's just like, be yourself. So you know that Chinese, act the Chinese pianist who's like who dresses like she has like a mohawk and she dresses like a punk rock yeah you do wears, yeah yeah so so she completely stands out right like she's mm -hmm. being herself she's not conforming to the the typical Asian pianist role with yeah. the fancy long dress and that thing right 
So, you know, that like in, in the music is entertainment. And at the end of the day, in the entertainment world, you know, whoever is going to stand out is going to win. That's how it, just, it works in marketing, right? Yeah. And the way you do that is by not conforming and really bringing yourself out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the ultimate message, right? Yeah, those are exactly the people who I want to work with because I think those are the people who are going to change the game. Well, no, those people don't need you, though. <laughs> what a, no, not those people who have already done it, but the people yeah. who want to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got to right? use those examples then. Yeah. You got to use those examples. And then the story is where the, that's the ending to the story. <laughs> right? This yeah. is what it could be like. Right. If you really bring yourself out because of all the reason what I just told you, right? Yeah. Because every Asian pianist is like this. Every this pianist is like that, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then how you relate to them is by bringing your story with your client's story. It's like, I know the reason why you can't get there is because you're doing this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this exactly is. That's for you to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Comp- I like the confidence, that. The whatever that is. Yeah. And then, and then once you have that line, write it down, maybe post it in the assignments or something and then keep working on it. Keep telling the story over, over, over. Keep shortening it, shortening it, simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. Like really capture the right parts, right? Every time you tell it, pay attention. Which mm-hmm. parts are they really? And then just grab it, grab it, grab it. Every mm-hmm. time you talk to a potential client, you're telling that story. Okay. And it's just going to get polished and polished and polished over time. That's really helpful. So can I repeat back to you what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. Let's so see if you got start it. With, pardon me? <laughs> let's see if you got it. Yeah, let's see if I got it. Okay, so there's these three parts. The first part is kind of describing um, their past self and how they got to where they are. That's like the the edge, the 10, 11 hours, everyone's at the same level, what actually sets you apart. And then the second part is showing what's possible when you do stand out, like Yuja Wang or Yannick Nezis, again, like actually using those examples, those actual performers who are out there that they're looking up to right and say this is what's possible because they had to stand out whether in the way they dress the way they communicate and what they perform Mm -hmm. and then the third part is so me kind of introducing well here is where why you're not there yet but you want to get there and it's like this is where you're at no let's flip that so let's do it like this let's do a myth example and truth okay um Here's the myth, right? I have so many clients, like I'm, I'm structuring the story for you now. You have to fill okay. in the blanks. Like I have clients that come to me all the time and they're they're always saying that, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I can do this. It's like too much pressure, too much, uh, like, I mean, a little bit more specific than what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. that's how you start the story, right? And then you say, you know, like, actually, like I have actually struggled with the same thing. When, when I was younger, or I've seen a lot of other people when I worked in the performing industry, like kind of go through that. And me working with a life coach and things like that, what I've learned to realize is that whatever the solution is, right? Uh, okay. And then you go into, for example, <laughs> um, 
the reason that why wasn't the example. Oh, sorry, go on. No, the example is that. But for example, um, well, this the first part was an example of the problem, mm -hmm. the the myth that you believe in. Oh, I have to be, I have to be hardworking. I have to be, uh, I, I have to, you know, conform to this and I have to do this, I have to do it like this in order for me to be like this person. It's kind of like the same thing I would say about like how YouTubers, like, oh, I'm a YouTuber. I have to show up and I have to do the intro like, hey, everybody, like my name is Sun. <laughs> you know, I, ha I have to do that whole thing just like everyone else does, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you guys. Like, I have to do the things that everyone else, That that's kind of like the, the, the same, like I have to be in the good old boys club, right? That's mm -hmm. the, the thing. And that's, that pressure is what's getting to them, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, but that's a myth. You actually mm -hmm. don't have to be like that. Mm. And here's an example. When, you know, and then what I would do is I would, so, so now I'm giving you my story, but now you have to replace that with your story. So the first part was, you, you know, my, my clients are doing this, so they're stuck in this place mm -hmm. over and over and over and over. And it's not serving them because it's a myth. The fact that you have to conform to that is a myth, right? The truth is, now you fill in your story, but he would be, this would be my version of the story. The mm -hmm. truth is, you know, my sister went to Juilliard mm -hmm. and she said that pianist, Asian, Asian female pianists are dime a dozen. They all look the same, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And the one that stands out is gonna be this like tall, blonde hair, long hair, blonde white guy who's mm -hmm. gonna be waving his hair around when he's playing or, or like the, the example that you gave, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like those are the people that are gonna stand out because at the end of the game, end of the day, talent-wise, you guys are all neck and neck. Mm -hmm. For you to really stand out, you can't do it with talent. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, so that's so that that is an example, right? Of how actually you have to go against the conformity. Like by by following the conformity, what you're gonna do is even if you do everything perfect, which you're not, mm -hmm. the most perfect you're gonna get to is mediocrity. Mm -hmm. But if you want to break through that to the stardom like these people, you actually have to break all of that and do it completely different way, like they did it, right? Mm -hmm. So that that's an example. And then finally, the truth is that, you know, it, you don't have to follow the conformity. And then right. You can go into your method of uh, what okay. you do. <laughs> like now oh. the, the, the final part is your solution. Right. Okay. So it's like myth story, example story, truth is a solution. It's, it's a liner. It's like a lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. In your Thank story, you. in the first part, I do want you to talk about the part where you say, um, I do want you to talk about like how you were in that world of performing artists before, so you understand how, you know, how they think, how they are, that you understand the world. And I also want you to add, um, add the part about where, when you work with the coach. Okay. And, and how, when you work with a coach and how that first experience went where you're like, oh, this is so fun. That part of the story definitely needs to be there. The first part when you said, oh, hmm. you know, when you coached that the woman about the vocal thing and then you, mm -hmm. you know, you helped her, you're like, oh, 
because at the end of the day, you know, that that's showing your passion for the mm -hmm. thing. So that actually needs to really be in there too. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think, yeah, I, I think, you know what, where you are right now is I think you're just going to have to write all of this down. Mm -hmm. If you try to like figure out the story before you write it down, it's not going to work. Just write it down. Yeah. Rewrite. Writing is rewriting. So rewrite, rewrite. And it'll get what every rewrite you do, it'll get clearer and clearer and clearer. Mm -hmm. And this process of having to say it out loud actually really helps me have something to yeah. write down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's writing, the hard part writing of writing or, down. Writing or saying it. Yeah. Like they're both similar, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of the small groups. Mm -hmm. Because, when, like you said, when you say it out loud, it helps you clarify it. Yeah, 100%. So write it down, put it in the assignments, and then we'll, we'll keep working through it. Okay. Thank you, son. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. That was a, it took a while, but we, I think we got somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Okay, next we have Samuel. Samuel, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hey, San. So, yeah, let's Thank do the you. same. Let's start with your intro, where you're from, what you do. Yeah, okay. Um, so, <clears throat> I started off in psychology. I started off as a therapist. <clears throat> and uh, that was like my passion. I just, very deep, introspective person. So, psychology was my thing. Uh, and I liked helping people. So I was like, I'm going to become a therapist. And so I went to grad school, got my master's. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to like a very alternative school, like Eastern spirituality, Western psychology. So it was a very deep process for me and deep process of healing. And then I started working as a therapist, but I was also meditating, doing all this other stuff. And so um the therapist suit, if you will, like the role felt a little too constraining for me. So I, I, I uh, you know, I love psychology. I love truth. I love people understanding reality. So that was why I got into psychology and I was helping people, but I felt like I didn't want to be a therapist. Like that was the, the, the thing that kept coming up for me. So I, I, uh, you know, I'd done all this other stuff, meditation, like some stuff around, you know, like sexuality. I, like I had very interesting experiences in my life about how to be authentic, how to be a human being, how to be authentic. And uh, in the therapy role, I couldn't really express all of that. So I, I decided to leave in 2018 and become an entrepreneur and a coach uh, just because I felt like, you know, I wasn't super attached to the coach role, but like coaching just seemed like something where I can I can uh, invent myself, right? I can like do whatever the fuck I wanted, right? Essentially, mm -hmm. like in my work, creating programs, teaching, whatever it was. So since then, it's been kind of an interesting journey of of doing essentially what you do or what you what you help people with, which is like, who am I, and how do I make who I am my business, right? How do I make who I am like my brand? And, um, so since 2018, it's kind of been like, I started off working with Asia. I started off working with men, uh, cause I was doing this. They're all work. entrepreneurs though? No, no. It was like men's mental health, like life purpose. Just, also like what, what do I do when you say what I do meaning like in the oh, club or something? What was say again? What I was doing? When you say like, who am I and how does yeah. it relate to what I do? Yeah, you're just saying like in, even like a job or a career or some 
like not necessarily like a business. What do you mean? Because you said that one of the things that you do is help them figure out who they are and how how does it relate to what they do. Oh, no, that's what that that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I worked, I, basically what I was doing was, maybe that is also what I do for people as well, actually. Um, but no, I, basically I was a therapist, like I kind of still was like a therapist, but I was just um, left the like therapy world, which is very regulated and just started being like a rogue therapist, I guess you could say, and doing yeah. my own thing with people. So I just, I'm just telling you, like, I'm, I guess my niche. I actually think that I, that's what you should call yourself. Rogue therapist? Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's. I guess that's true because if you there's a lot of legal ramifications. <laughs> yeah, but I could. There's a lot of legal ramifications if I continue to call myself a therapist and I say I'm I'm there, I'm not actually licensed no, no, anymore. You should say it. I I think you should in your marketing message clearly say I am not a therapist. <laughs> oh right, right. And my contract too. I say that. Yeah, yeah, this is not a replacement. But I think you should brand yourself as a rogue therapist. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'll 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 keep that in mind because I I have said that before. Um, so uh, I guess my my I'll just say like the rest of my story, which is like uh, I worked with uh, I worked with men. I worked with I still work with men. Work with Asian men. I kind of had this like Asian men phase where I was like I'm going to help Asian men mental health like stuff around their identity and then even like how to be more authentic and confident and 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 then that led to dating which was like oh a lot of asian men can use help with dating so i i started to do dating coaching because for me all again my whole thing was authenticity so that, like, it seems like that all kind of happened organically it did yeah it happened very organically okay. yeah yeah and so for the past year, I've kind of done some dating, coaching, helping men like authentically date, like, cause I have the therapy background also in my own life. I just learned how to date more naturally by being myself and the sexual stuff I was telling you about, like, I like sexual awakenings and spiritual awakenings. And that like, just helped me express myself. And so like, it's more attractive. So that's what I tried to teach men, but it's, it's a long road for a lot of men, like who, uh, it's a, it's, it's a long road, but anyways, right now I'm at a crossroads where I'm not really sure what to continue to do. And Wait, what, so what's the other side? So you, what's the other, what, what do you mean continue to do? Cause you're working with these men, primarily, yeah. like, you know, helping them with kind of dating and things like that. And then what's the other thing? What do you, what do I want to do? Cause you, you, yeah, you said you don't know, you're not sure what you want. No, so you don't want to do this. I might, yeah, I don't know if I want to continue to do one-on-one -on -one work. I might do group work. I've done some group work, but I might want to move it. Like, like my, my, I know like my, okay. I don't want to say like, I know my purpose, but I do think I know that I'm supposed to like be out there in a bigger way and like teach. And I have a message inside of me based on my life, which yeah, is, yeah, well, let's get, we'll get there, but okay. 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 First, okay. what I'm just talking about is, um, talking to Talking to primarily Asian males. Yeah. Is that uh, something you enjoy doing? Um, I found it challenging. Um, I found it challenging uh, because of who I am. I didn't find that a lot of Asian men resonated with me because I'm so alternative and I'm like. But, but you said you were, you were attracting them. Yeah. 
yeah. organically, I'm, I'm trying to, because there, there's something interesting happened. I feel like the best way to go about it is to not think about, okay, who's my audience, who's my niche, who's that? and then just organically do the work that you're called to do. Right. Yeah. I, I guess, feel I like guess, I'm needed here. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Right. I guess that calling is feeling less. I mean, I'm not sure. Like, like no, no, I no, got. Here's the thing. Like calling doesn't happen like. Well, let me, let me preface this. So a lot of people that say they want to be a chef. Like, oh, it's my passion chef. Being a cooking, blah, blah, blah. There's, mo- there's many, 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 many sides to that. But this is what I would say. If you don't like working in the back of a diner, flipping burgers, <laughs> you don't like cook. You don't like to be a chef. Yeah. That, that's what I would say. Yeah. If your only idea of finding passion in chef is working at a five-star restaurant doing this, that's passionate. But working in a food truck like flipping burgers is not passionate. That means yeah. cooking is not really your passion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, having said that, now I'm going to say this. Calling isn't like, oh, I, I need to uh, invent this. I, I'm drawn to do this. No, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You cannot be called to do something that <laughs> you don't have an opportunity to do. Yeah. What happens is right now I have these, I, I have opportunity to do this, 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 this. And I'm called to do this. And I'm not really called to do this. Do you understand what I mean? And that's how yeah. it works. So that's mm-hmm. why, like, when you don't think about it and when opportunity presents this, I was like, oh, oh, these Asian men really need help. So I, I'm called to do it. Blah, 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 blah. So that's how organically things happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, two things come to my mind. One is, uh, like, I've always made my business more about me. Like I've still been able to attract people because of my message and who I am and like sharing my story. But like, I've, I've changed it a number of times because it's always like, what do I want? You know, <laughs> like, what do I want? Oh, like I, I want to connect with Asian men because I'm reconnecting with my Asian roots. That was kind of why I started working with Asian men and the Asian community. And then like a lot of Asian men started coming to me and I was like, okay, cool. Like I can do this. But then it started to feel like, oh, what do I, what do I want next? <laughs> and so it started to change. So like entrepreneurship has been like, in a sense, like a spiritual journey for me, because I'm just like, it's growthful and I'm, my identity is changing. But I, what I hear from you is like, okay, where am I needed and where can I be useful? And like, um, maybe applying my energy there in a way, like to, to I think some the one, I think where you're going to be most useful is the thing you're going to be called to do the most. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're, they're two of the same thing. Like, I think yeah. if you feel like, Oh, I feel like I have to do this. Yeah. It's most likely because this is where you're going to feel the most useful. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, I think the, the direction then is, is, um, uh, I've been working with Asian men for a while. And the thing that always stands out are, are, are Asian men who are very authentic, who, who, who want something deeper, right? They, they don't fit into the norm. Yeah. But like I don't they're... even, right now, I'm not even talking about Asian or male or. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring it back to you now. Let's, Cause like, I, I think that if you really want to be a chef and 
cooking is your passion, then you have to love cooking every day, right? Mm. So I think passion is not like an industry or topic or niche, but it's more like the activities that you do on a daily basis. Yeah. So what are the activities on a daily basis that you enjoy that, that you feel the most fulfilled after yeah. doing? <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, so, and, and uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but like, like I keep thinking about doing a podcast. And so when you ask that For question, me is this, what yeah. I'm doing right now yeah. is probably top two most. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I have an idea for a podcast to, to, to connect with. I have a few friends that every time I talk with them, we talk about some deep, it goes so deep, so deep that you're not going to hear this from anywhere, like read it in books or like see it on social media, but I don't, I'm not even, I just love that connection, that depth and speaking my truth and hearing other people's truths. So like, for example, yesterday I, I, you know, met up with this guy, second, like a friend, potential friend, um, making new friends as guys is always kind of weird, but like as an adult man, but like, you know, I, like we've gone on a couple, like coffee, like we went to have a beer yesterday and like, we talked for like two and a half hours about like dating, uh, feminism, like, like, uh, you know, uh, our I, own person introduced to, um, Andrew Fung from Fung Bros. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, him? yeah, I, I think so. He's, he's YouTube, right? He's a YouTuber. Yeah. 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 I, he and used to live in my old building when, when I was in New York. Oh, really? So I met he, him. Yeah. <laughs> he, eats, he goes and like eats food. He talks like, a lot about like Asian, Asian males. And Asian yeah. And yeah. Like but that. this wasn't even an Asian guy. It was just like, uh, you know, oh, but, of okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, I understand that, but I guess I'm just saying like talking, like I love that's, that's probably, probably maybe almost number one. And even if I'm a guest on a podcast, what about like it. in terms of your work, that's been feeling work. a little less alive. So like, but which uh, part of it do you feel the most? fulfilled like for me yeah couple things like i mean this is work but like also i i do i love doing like coaching calls i love uh i just love helping people solve their problem i you know like i love making people say i never thought of it that way right right so and that can happen even in like when i'm making content once i'm making content i'm like i got this thing it's like oh this is gonna make them say i never thought of it that way like that gets me excited, right? Yeah. So on a day-to-day -day in work, what are the little tasks that gets you uh, uh, in my work? Lately, it's been dry, but I'll just say like the, the breakthrough moments, you know? So it's like, I think what I... It's not during the coaching calls. It's during coaching calls. I, you know, when, when my client will have a breakthrough, that's like, uh, they, it, it, uh, how do I say this? When they shift out of this, you know, I guess you can say societal way of thinking or like the conditioning from, I mean, I'm a therapist, right? So like the yeah, family's right. messages and these beliefs yeah, about yeah. themselves, when they, when they finally break out of that, you know, like have a moment where they're like, oh, I can just be myself. Uh, I can live my life. Oh, like I, I my heart wants this and I'm going to start doing it. Like 
they don't necessarily understand it, but I'm really good at facilitating that. Some people it takes longer, some people it's really quick, but like facilitating that transition of like waking up out of, you know, the fucking matrix, I guess, if you want to say, yeah. it, you know, like that's the moment I love. And, and yeah. how do I, you know, the question for me is how do I get well, clients? Here, yeah. What, how, how do you get, what? How do I get clients who also resonate with that? Because I'll share two examples. One, you know, sometimes I get clients who've never done therapy, never done any sort of introspective, like inner work, and then they reach out to me and yet they pay me and it's the right client, but it just takes a long time. But then it may not even work out because I'm pushing them so hard to like do this work that they've never, it doesn't make sense to them. You know, it takes time to change all these things. I've had another client who has done so much work on himself. He's like going, doing ayahuasca and like, he's just always, you know, processing shit and super spiritual. And I'm trying to coach him on like getting more grounded and like, cause I could see what people need and identify it, but he, for him, I thought it'd be great and easy, but like he, he fired me, he fired me because I was pushing him to do something that didn't fit with his ideals of like being a man and fem- like, I don't need, I don't know if I need to go into the example uh, specifics, but he, he fired me because what I was trying to coach him and push him on felt like it may, <laughs> I was basically telling him he needed to be more masculine and like sexual. And like, if he wanted to get better with girls and dating, he had to like, you know, like practice this and mm-hmm be more direct. And he was like, no, that feels like I'm being kind of misogynistic and like feminism, this, and he, he fired me. And I was like, all right, dude, like I didn't know, you, you know? And so like, I'm kind of confused about like, you know, well, and so, so, so you, you think there are certain clients that you have that are success that will have success and there are certain other type of clients that yeah. are not successful. Yeah. So and I, I don't have know been how able to identify that's what I'm saying. I don't know how to quite identify it because I have a client okay. right now. I mean, the, yeah. Doesn't matter, okay. right? Here's what I see. First of all, if you lose steam for what you do, because no matter what you do at work, like I have so many people that are like, son, I'm going to become, I'm going to own my own agency one day, blah, 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 all excited, fired up, like, Okay, give it three years. <laughs> like, let's say three years. Let's say if you still are that fired up, let's see it, right? Like, like that happens to everyone. Do you understand what I mean? The ones that can hold on, right? So, the fact that that fire is dying out, there's no way you're gonna be able to build a business, build a brand, scale a brand without fire, <laughs> without the the entrepreneur's fire, right? So if if you if you don't feel that about the certain type of work, it's not going to happen. But I feel this is what I believe. Doesn't matter what you do, you can be a therapist, you can be a coach, you can be a designer, you can be a rocket scientist. Doesn't matter what you do, given a certain enough time when the work doesn't become challenging anymore, that's going to happen to any work. Do you understand me? It's going to mm-hmm. get at some point the fire is going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's how you keep the fire alive right you focus number i i focus less on the thing that i do for example coaching or building this thing or like i focus less on the thing that i do i mean meaning i don't try to get 
I don't try to use that to get my passion. What I try to do is get the get passion in the little thing. Oh, let me see if I can finish it, finish this by in the next 30 minutes. Oh fuck, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That gives me passion, right? Like things like that, right? I hear you. Right now, if I were you, yeah. I mean, you almost got me fired up because I'm like, oh, I need to figure this out. Okay, what is it? What is the thing that these guys are doing that these guys aren't doing? And if I can figure that out, I can, I can, I, I'm one step further to fixing this. And once I figure that out, okay, oh shit, okay, this is what happened. So how do I get these guys from here to here? Okay, that's next step. And that's exactly what I'm doing with Night Owl Nation. That's exactly yeah. why we just implemented onboarding teams. That's exactly why, how we even started the small groups. Everything I'm doing, I'm just taking one step mm. and be like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, these people, okay. Mm. And I'm problem solving. Mm. So I, I, I just feel like you, if you really want to be passionate yeah. about work, you really need to be passionate about every aspect of it. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear, okay, well, that's a good, you know? good point. Yeah, yeah. And so you're saying that you can create that. You can, you can create. Yeah, I have uh, to. Uh, yeah, you have to. Because I get bored of everything. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Eventually, I get bored of it. Right. That's essentially why I started. I've, I've changed so much. But but I liked what you said about finding those little micro like things. Okay, like let's see if I can actually finish this. Or you know, like like um, like how can I? There's just something about that energy that is something yeah. I've sort of lacked in entrepreneurship like because i've just been like so woo woo well, like because people into... are very big thinkers yeah. entrepreneurs are like high level big thinkers big picture thinkers <laughs> they don't get down to the nitty-gritty right it's the chopping can i tell you yeah i still remember to this day when i was 18 years old i worked at kuma you know kuma yeah, yeah i did kuma. So I, I was a uh, paper grading and it's because my japanese teacher in high school hooked me up with that job and it was they were paying me six dollars an hour but i what they, so they give me the answers and then everybody puts their, all the kids come up and put their, and I have to go like match one by one, right? With the answers. And what I, eventually what I did was I just memorized all the answers. So I don't even need this. I can just go without looking at the, mm. just so that I can do it faster. Right. <laughs> so things like that. Like, yeah, I had, I had so much fun in that job. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And I appreciate that because, <laughs> because it's growth, right? It's like loving the, that's why I do love entrepreneurship and I do love it because it's, it's challenging. It, it makes me grow. It's making me grow into more of myself. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I feel that energy already coming and it, I think it's about consistency too, right? Like just, just the, yes, enjoying it, but like, why don't you, why don't I just, you know, you know, like if I'm going to start a podcast, I think you said this on, on one of the Sunday services, like, you know, there's going to be days when you don't want to do it. So just like schedule it in or force, you know, force yeah. it in there. Cause you know, you probably will enjoy it. Like, yeah. like probably and, afterwards. And those conversations yeah. that you're talking about with your friend, the reason why you enjoy them so much is probably because you're hundred percent present. Yeah. And you're not then, thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about yesterday. You're hundred percent present in that conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not thinking even about business. Right. So like, I wonder if one of the things that you've inspired me to do son is, is to, cause I think this is one direction I'm going to go. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts is to just start being, I mean, being more authentic, even though that was my whole thing, but like, just, just 
like being myself more in my business, but not making it. So this is where I was wrong. Like, I think maybe a little wrong about it was that I made it about me. Like I wanted to be seen. I wanted validation. I wanted to see how people thought I was so cool or like, you know, and, but like, I'm starting to realize that a big part of business is, is just to, you know, I can share my story, but like, it has to be about the other person. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like that shift for me is a hard one to make, but I'm, I'm so, so I'm going to share my stories. I'm just going to like talk about what I love, what I feel inspired to do. And that's the podcast or my social media, because this is what you teach, you know, kind of what you say and just trusting that the steps are going to come. I'm going to take one step from something that comes from that. Right. And then another step from something that comes next yeah. and just like kind of building it from the ground up like that. And, um, and, sure. and st- yeah. Let me give you a great example, the analogy that I think will help you. So when I work at Night Owl, I, I have some clients because we've been, you know, we're, we are kind of well known and we have, so we can pick and choose our clients. But even then, like 50% of the projects are the projects that I love, the success cases. That are like, oh, they let me try new things. They let me do, you know, execute my ideas. But then these other 50%, I don't love these projects at all because they're, they're, they want me to do things that I, I don't agree with. They want me to do, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, regardless, they pay the bills, right? <laughs> so what happens is the selfish way of looking at it is like, oh, I don't like doing this project. I love doing this project, right? But another, if, if you actually make it selfish in a selfless way, you know how I talk about being, mm-hmm. being selfishly selfless. If you mm. think of it that way, then what's going to happen is, oh, my goal is to make this person say to me, like, I don't ever want to hire any other coach other than him. This is my okay. coach. Right? Like, I, I love this guy so much, right? If you Come make on. your goal say, do that, or... That can be one way or another could be like, if you make your goal, like, okay, this person is so far from change, right? That I, they haven't even understood this part, but once I, once they get through that, I got still got to get them to do this, do this, like they're so far from change. And I, I'm excited about it mm. because now it's a project. Like if I can get him here, that's like a real challenge. That's what makes mm. it fun, right? right? Things like that, right? So Interesting. Selflessly selfish. Yeah. Meaning not the task in terms of doing itself, but what, like, you know, I hear you. the person that's cooking that grilled cheese is going to be happy because they're doing it for someone. That right, 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 right. It in, you know? So, but because, okay, I understand what you're saying, you're saying, but because you have both, right? Because I think I would need both too. Like some, some, clients who are like yeah, yeah, yeah. just just like oh my gosh like this is from yeah. the get-go feels good like we're yeah. vibing we're on the same page we speak the same length you know and then having some clients you know it's gonna happen because there's a curve right so some clients who but it depends to- on the people like for me i love uh problem solving more than like working with people <laughs> mm-hmm. so for me the reward is more like being able to do this project my way or something like like what you said about like okay these people are doing this these so how can i put in a process where i can get these people here or how if, if i want yeah, to yeah. scale what i'm doing here to yeah. 100 people yeah how can i get 100 people to how can i create a framework that i can bring 100 people through 
yeah. that will have at least 50% of chance of having breakthrough. And then once you get to 50%, you're like, how can I get it to 60%? How can I get it to 75%? Right? Yeah. That's like, for me, those are fun because that's problem solving. More than actually showing the breakthrough in person. But I also like that part too. But depending on who you are, you have to figure out, this is fun. I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this for them. (laughs) Yes. No, I I agree. This is is helpful because I think this is the direction I'm taking because I, I have a client right now. I mean, I can give you examples, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And, and like, just looking at it. Yeah. I, I just, I could see what you're saying. Yeah. I sense I could, like, I think that's what I, what I would benefit a lot from. <laughs> to, to and not I really think it's so personal. Podcast. Like you don't think I should. No, I think you really should. Oh, you think I should that like okay. right away because I feel like you're going to get so much content out of there. Mm. Oh, like yeah, not only are you going to enjoy it, but you're going to get so much content out of there that you can just post on TikTok Reels or what, which is going to help you grow the brand. Uh, and the best way for you to attract the right people, you know, the ones over here that are mm-hmm. ready to change, mm-hmm. are the ones that are just finding you through your content. Because right. the reason why, when you say that thing about masculinity and things like that, the reason why they're even... You know, there's something like everybody hates Andrew Tate right now, but I mean, you can't, the, uh, what I say is there's no smoke where there's no fire, right? So the fact uh. that he's so popular <laughs> itself is showing that there's a demand for that. Yeah. The fact that it's showing that means there are enough males out there who agrees with him, right? Yeah. So, no, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we can't just ignore that, right? So mm. what you need to do is you need to talk about what you feel mm. is the truth. And then you're going to attract all the people that are like, oh, yeah, I feel that same way. And then once you're there already on board, because I, I'm like that too. I have followers. Not everybody you know, is on board with my methods, right? Some of them might be completely against it or something like that. They're not going to join. But... I think I can make a huge difference for the people who are on board. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, no, this is fun. Um, yep. I have a lot of connect, like what, what you're saying um, isn't like, okay. In, in cognitive psychology, there's like assimilation and accommodation. You're not like creating a lot of new neural connections. Like I'm already having your re like the things that I've been thinking about, you're reinforcing. And so it just is a firm. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so, so yeah, that sounds good. And I and... mean, that's for me, that's everything. That, oh, that's really? what I, every time I watch a Gary video, because I just wanted to confirm something. You okay, what? Got it. It's it, every time I watch a Gary V video or every time I hire something oh, yeah, yeah, right. or something like that. Yes. Ultimately, what I need is the confirmation. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um thanks i think yeah i i have a few things but this is the direction i think i've been heading and it's just nice to hear like yeah not making it as much about me or the selfless selfish you know like because i can love what i am doing and it can help someone someone and then me helping them is probably the reward like i really feel that you know like like if i can get my client right now who is slow and he's resisting and he's like, I don't know if I want to continue. If I can get him to feel like, like this is still a good fit, 
like not because of the money, because this is really how I feel. Like I really want to help him. Like, even though it, it, that's where I am, I have a client like that right now. And so I'm like, my, yeah. my, I was authentic to him. I was like, Hey, like, like I actually genuinely want to help you. And I think we can get there. Like, but you've said these things that like, I, I, let's see if we can make it work. And if we can get it to be more easeful, because that's going to help more with his yeah. transformation anyway. So, so yeah, the way this, you, this is like going to be another fun part, but if you really want to get into it, you know how like sometimes for you to get this person from here to here, like you can't be fully authentic. <laughs> Meaning yeah. let's say ego is stopping them from getting from here to here and you need to help them control their ego just a tiny little bit. Yeah. Then what you have to do is you actually have to feed into their ego a little bit <laughs> so that they'll get to see this. Right. And then, you know, like, so all I hear of these you. are just little puzzles. Yeah. 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 It's but like, I, I'm really, really like looking forward to your podcast, man. Like, oh, really? Cool. Okay. <laughs> I, I have uh, a feeling it's going to be pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. No, actually. So it's your, I'm trying out your like, I never thought about it that way, but my tag is going to be like, let's take a deeper look. So I'm my, my content mm -hmm. on social media and my podcast, like taking a deeper look at concepts that we've all like masculinity. Mm -hmm. Let's take a deeper look at, uh, hatch. Okay. Do you yeah. think that's good? Okay. Cause cool. not everything. Cause at the end of the day that I, I always say that too. I never, when I say I never thought of it that way, I'm not trying to debunk it to the opposite. What I'm trying to see is I'm trying to show them that, that's not always the case. Yes, that's true, but it's mm. not always the case. There, there's always two sides to every story. There's, you know, there's two Nuance. sides to every coin. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, okay. so at the, when you say like, let's take a deeper look, what you're saying is, I'm not saying this, or I'm not saying this. Mm. I'm just saying, let's take a deeper look. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? That's what I love because okay. I feel like that's what's not, that's what's not being done enough right now. Yeah. And the, 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 the problem that you're talking about with the, with younger males, especially like the gamers <laughs> that, you know, yeah, IT that guys. feel emasculated. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like a lot of that has to do with, you know, that they think it's deep, this or this, mm. they haven't really took a deeper look at it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So I love I mean, that. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and don't worry about the business aspect. Cause it's like coaching. I have to like speak to my clients problems and this and that, like, just, you I, know, like, it sounds like for me, you, the first thing you need to do is bring that spark back, bring the spark back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because like that fire, I can't, I, I, when I work with entrepreneurs and business owners that has that fire, it's crazy. It's like, boom, like they call me back right away. They, I send an invoice, get like everything just moves because they're, they're, they're impatient. They just want to get this done quickly. Right. Like, uh -huh. so there's, <laughs> there's a different energy about it that moves the ball all along. Whereas without that fire, without the energy, like things just like, take, mm. Mm, <laughs> like okay. a slow, right. Know, and yeah, speed no. is important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. This yeah. Awesome. This was a pretty long episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Both of you, uh, Karen and Samuel for coming on and sharing so vulnerably. Um, 
Okay, everyone. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. This is airing on Friday, so yeah. Next week, Friday, I'll see you guys again. Uh, until then, cheers. <laughs>